Welcome, listeners, to What Are You Craving, a podcast between friends about food and connection. I'm Sarah, an ACE-certified personal trainer and certified health coach, mom of three, and lover of most foods. And I'm Angie, a licensed clinical social worker and doctor of counseling psychology, mom of two, keto eater, and lactose intolerant. So hold on to your butts, and let's do this thing. Welcome back, listeners. It's Here we are. Angie and Sarah, we're ready to talk about some really yummy stuff today. Uh, yeah, particularly sushi. Sushi. We're actually waiting outside a sushi restaurant right now. And we have a long history of sushi eating Do together. We? What is our sushi I mean, history? That's, we used to have like, what was it, Sunday sushi night or Tuesday? Yeah, or we, some... Have some, we have some cool pictures of us in Chicago with like giant sushi towers <laughs> well, we went we used to go to the same place around yeah. the corner from our apartment and they like knew us what we, was that place called i don't know but i remember on my birthday we went and mm-hmm. we got that boat of sushi yes and they used to just bring us out like little special things yeah and share their beer with us after we drank all of our wine oh yeah we ran out yeah those are the days yeah. We really hit it hard in Chicago. <laughs> and I, I really think you were the first one to get me to eat sushi. I don't Tyler know. says that too, yeah. Because I don't have many memories of sushi before you. That's funny, yeah, because you, you say that Tyler says that, and then somebody else has told me that, and, and that leads me to think of, like, when did I discover sushi? Like, who brought sushi to me? It's not something that my family would have. Right fed me well and I when we first started eating sushi and maybe I did have it before you because I do remember I could only eat it with rice paper and it was so obnoxious because we could only go to places that yeah. could, would roll my rolls and rice paper and you were just so patient and accommodating for I that. forgot <laughs> about rice paper but rice paper is I'm glad you moved on to seaweed because the seaweed does really kick it up a notch but I literally had like I it, w- it wasn't a gag reflex. I, like, for some reason couldn't chew through the seaweed. But you worked through it. Yeah. I, now I, now my teeth work. <laughs> now through, my teeth work. chew through weeds. Now that you've <laughs> grown up a little bit, <laughs> you can chew your own food. Like, so ridiculous. Yeah. And maybe it was just a certain kind of, because it is different seaweed than, like, a seaweed snack. Because I bought once for the kids. I was like, oh, this will be fun. Let's get these giant nori seaweed sheets thinking it would be like a giant seaweed snack that's not what it's like it's like chewing on notebook paper and because and that's what you would use to roll seaweed i or think sushi, so because right? otherwise it would just crumble although well, you're supposed to rehydrate it right like soak it in a little water first oh maybe that's what they do because I, I mean know. the seaweed that we're gonna get now isn't flaky no it's not but you know what i do with the seaweed snacks i'm glad you brought this up because this is a good so when i if i'm like craving sushi but it's not time to go to a sushi restaurant or to eat rice um i make a sushi salad out of did i send you a picture of this out of like i'll do like rice cauliflower or whatever and then anything i like on sushi so like a spicy mayo or a smoked salmon or tuna or like whatever i have around and then put um crump take a seaweed snack and just crumble it up and put it on there and like some sesame seeds and stuff in it legit tastes like sushi it's like a sushi bowl nice it's really good kind of want that (laughs) now that i'm talking about it cancel our order cancel our order for overpriced sushi well i think this is a 
yeah. reasonably priced it, sushi. It is the whole food reasonable. sushi that you were adamant about. Was I adamant? You were like, oh sure, just spend a fortune on sushi. That is what you. Well, said I yesterday. don't normally get it at Whole Foods. In my defense, <laughs> I do normally get it. My husband thought I was going to get it at the gas station. I also don't get it there, but there is a happy medium of places where you can get your sushi fix. I guess. Um, I have gotten it before, like at like a Giant Eagle or like a Kroger or something like that. Where our Kroger has a little island where they're making the sushi, not to order, but I mean, there's a a sushi chef. Well, that that was my point when he was complaining about me getting in a grocery store. I'm like, it's this the person just works in a different building. (laughs) I mean, it's still somebody that knows how to make sushi. I've never got it from there. I still am apprehensive. You just got to read the ingredients because I have been to places before where you pick up the thing of sushi and the ingredients are like bonkers. But if you can see that somebody's making it fresh, it hasn't been sitting there very long. Yeah. I don't know. It just really, it just depends. But sometimes it's nice just to pay like seven or eight bucks and get one just as a snack. You know, we'll put it in the fridge and we'll have like one or two bites. You know, they're just little bite-sized things. So, yeah, we um, haven't had luck with day, next day sushi. Like, oh really? Yeah. Well, I think part of that that makes sense because if you eat it right out of the refrigerator, it's kind of dry and tough. It really has to be like room temperature. Okay, so maybe that's the problem. So you'll just when you want to eat your leftover sushi, you'll just need to take it out of the refrigerator all morning okay (laughs) and then bring it to room temperature which is obviously something you're gonna do yeah that that was sarcasm (laughs) my husband will normally just eat it but he will just eat anything so yeah it's not like oh oh, shocking (laughs) or and sarah's husband makes this really amazing um i don't even know what to call it like a spicy mate it's not really spicy though it's like a chipotle mayo chipotle mayo yeah he uses chipotle but it's like it's like a barbecue chipotle mayo because that stuff that I gave you the other night that we dipped our fish in or whatever it was that we were eating, what were we eating? Um, not chicken, pork. No, it was the night before that. When I went and got the Sir Kensington's chipotle Uh-oh. mayo. Yeah. That's like mayo and, chip- and chipotle peppers. Like it's hardcore on the chipotle. It's very smoked. But I mean, that's how he makes it. He puts chipotle peppers. Yeah, doesn't he put other stuff in there though? It tastes sweeter. Yeah, he might. I'm excited. I anyways, I could put that on every single food, and and my hands and lick it off. It's amazing. <laughs> it is really good. Sometimes I'm like, and this we do the same thing with the good grass fed butter. We're like, what can we eat to you? Like, what can we use to get this, this butter in our, in our mouth? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. What do you put butter on besides a piece of bread? Pretzels. Oh, I haven't thought of that. Well, the other night you did see me eating truffle butter. I was dipping uh, nuts. <laughs> nuts, yeah, which, I mean, is a keto solution. I yeah. just found a fatty enough pecan. And I only like to do the pretzels with butter with a specific pretzel. Like, I'm fine with eating other pretzels, like El Cheapo pretzels or whatever. That's fine. But it's the um, oh. Kroger brand organic pretzels, like the Simply Truth organic pretzels. That I you know what else is really good is gluten free pretzels are they superior are really to regular pretzels. One hundred percent. They're like lighter and crispier, and I don't know why they're not the standard. Because they cost more to make. Because flour is cheaper. I, well, they're made out of rice flour though. Like rice is cheap. Isn't rice as cheap as flour? 
You can get a ginormous sack of rice, like a year's worth of rice for like $5. I don't understand. I don't know. Maybe just marketing. If you know, let us know. If you know no. why gluten-free pretzels are more expensive, please. You know what? Don't even let us know. Just fix that problem. <laughs> just let the gluten-free pretzel people know that we don't appreciate it. And we... I know what the problem is. Why okay. they're more expensive? Because of the market. Once gluten, I mean, gluten-free foods have come a long way in the last five years or ten years, where that bag of pretzels was probably fifteen dollars, and now it's. Seven dollars or whatever, you know, like yeah. As it becomes more popular and the demands there, then they just charge more. No, no. Well, right. The price will go. What you said, yeah. Yeah. What you said. That makes more sense. Um, Listeners, I want you to know that I am drinking. mm, It says sparkling hop tea, but there's nothing sparkling about it. It's not carbonated. I'm. You mm, you didn't find that to be carbonated? Not in the least. Did you? I did. Oh. But I had a very small. So I found it to be a little off-putting. I'm not a big hop fan like you are. Okay, well, I love hops, and I am not currently drinking beer, but I, especially if I have sushi, I love to drink, like, a nice, crisp beer, like, with sushi. Mm, so you prematurely opened that. I then. did, because I was really excited to try it. Um, but it's called Hop Tea, and I got the really happy one. And it's basically carbonated water, so I, I guess that it's carbonated. Um... <laughs> Hops and organic black tea, and it's just really hitting the spot. It tastes like a craft beer, I think. Did you think that? I did think that, yeah. Not that you necessarily like that, but... Well, and I am I just don't like hoppier beers anyways, yeah. so... Oh, it says, if you enjoy fresh, hoppy IPAs. So it is very IPA-ish. Yeah, and that is, like, my least favorite yeah. Flavor profile. You will love this intense hop flavor and aroma, complemented with just the right amount of bitterness. I like bitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, it's very refreshing, and I plan to try and make it myself. Nice. Some black tea. Well, now I'm going to quiz you. Okay. So what items do you think is on the Dirty Dozen food list? First, we should probably... Um, just make your guesses, then we can... Oh, Dirty Dozen. Yeah. Okay. You don't want to tell listeners what the Dirty Dozen is? No, we'll tell it at the end. Maybe they'll just figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) Maybe you'll put it together. Maybe this is actually a test for you listeners. Yeah. Guess along with Angie. Guess along. Okay, Dirty Dozen. um, I think I know some of them by heart. So, um, apples. Yes. Berries. Um, What berries? Blueberries. Nope. Strawberries. Yes. Okay. Strawberries are... The number one that you should be buying organic. Full of crap. Okay. And um, uh, potatoes. Yes. Um, Tomatoes. Yes. Um, I also want to say peanuts, but I know that's not on there. Mm Mm-mm. But peanuts are also full of pesticides, by the way. You should always get organic peanut everything. Um, oh, my gosh. I have a a brain block. I don't know. Nectarines. Oh, I didn't know that. Peaches. You know, that's so... Oh, a nectarine is like a peach. I keep I confuse nectarines and tangerines. Okay. Yeah. Um, pears. Cherries. Cherries. Okay. Grapes. Grapes, yes, I do always get organic grapes. Celery. 
Oh, yes, celery. Sweet bell peppers mm-hmm. and spinach. Yes. Yep. I'm saying yes as if you didn't know you're correct, but you are. <laughs> um, so the Dirty Dozen are items that use the most pesticides. Mm. And not only do they use the most, they you can't just wash them away. They're like... Permeated into your food. So, those are the foods that I'm like, if it's not available organic, I just don't get it. Yeah, strawberries are a big one for me. I'm like, if they're not organic, we're just not eating them. Yeah, we'll live without the strawberries. But then on the other side of it, we have the clean 15, right? That it's like, even if they don't have organic, that's okay. So, sweet corn, avocado. Oh, wait, let me try to get some. Okay, you want to. Okay. Avocado. (laughs) Whoa. Um, Sweet potatoes. Um, sweet potatoes are not on the clean 15, but they are usually okay. Yeah. They're, they're maybe 16. (laughs) So I, I often remember sweet potatoes because I think it's really strange that potatoes and sweet potatoes are on two different lists. Like why does it take so many pesticides to make a potato and not very many pesticides to make a sweet potato? Because they're, they, so, um, I'm not going to be able to recall this information right now, but they are different. Sweet potatoes are... Um, related to something different than a potato. <laughs> okay, that clears it right up. Got it. <laughs> Mystery solved with all that extra information. Yeah. Um, okay, what else? Carrots. I don't tend to get organic carrots. Nope, they're not on the clean 15. They're not on the But just because they're not on the clean 15 Oranges. doesn't mean that they're... Um, no. Watermelon? <laughs> no, I'm just guessing. Sweet corn, avocados, pineapples... Cabbage, onions, oh, right. sweet peas frozen, papayas, asparagus, mangoes, eggplant, honeydew melon, kiwi, cantaloupe, cauliflower, and grapefruit. Mm, good to know. Yeah, so those items are about corn. not necessary to spend the extra on the organic. Yeah, some of them make sense because, well... I always think that I can, like, figure this out when it comes to, like, just looking at a fruit or vegetable and being like, well, look at the skin. Look at the, like, an avocado. That makes sense because it's got this really tough skin on the outside, but that's not really the case, right? Because, um, I mean, apples have a skin. Peaches right, have a skin. typically eat that, and it, they're easy to... I know. Why do people eat peach skin? That's so gross. It's got hair on it. <laughs> So one that's interesting to me that's on the clean 15 is cabbage because cabbage is so susceptible to cabbage worm. Yeah, but I, worms are okay to eat. No, they they destroy the plant. They no, eat everything. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So They're, uh, I was meaning if you have a worm, it's okay to eat it. Oh, right. But <laughs> I, but so I had cabbage worms on my cabbage I was growing and it decimated the entire plant down to nothing. I'm sure I have a picture and I'll post it. And what I had to do because I wasn't going to spray them with a bunch of stuff. You can spray it with neem oil. So maybe that's what farmers use. Is it use. neem like wax though? No, neem is a oil. It's an oil. No, it's a plant derivative, I believe. No, it's not a It's not an, a wax. I thought it was, yeah. Um, but I went out and I plucked all the worms off. Ew. I mean, I only had like six plants. I mean, I didn't touch them. I scraped them off with stuff because I had to get them completely out of my garden or they would have just found another thing. And I also had on my tomatoes, hornworms. 
Have Ew. you ever seen a hornworm? No. It's it's giant and it's actually quite beautiful and also a little scary. Um, and I was like, oh, look. So I'm looking at my tomatoes and I had a pretty plentiful tomato crop this year. And I thought that the kids or the dog had gone out there and ate half of the tomato. Like half of a cherry oh, tomato was wow. gone. And I was like, what the? And I'm looking all over and I was like, all over. So I sent a picture to my gardening group. What's going on? And they're like, you have worms. And I went and I'm and I found a worm and then I was like okay I got it and they're like you've got more and I went I probably took 20 of them off oh they were all over so I just kept looking where's the tomatoes in half okay there's another one but you can go out with a black light at night and if you shine it on them they glow so that's how you can easily find them Ooh, that sounds kind of fun so it was a fun like kid activity to do like everybody we ordered black light flashlights and we went out to you find. can get a black light flashlight that sounds so fun yeah I want to do that you can get everything on Amazon Wow. Um, that sounds amazing. I'm going to order some blacklight flashlights. <laughs> um, I have not been successful at growing any of my own foods, except for scrap growing. So, like, You I, have been good with that. Well, recently you inspired me when you sent me that Marco Polo of you regrowing um, that leftover head of romaine lettuce. Did you end up eating yours? Mine, mine was... Yeah. yeah. But... We eat lettuce at such a rate that it's, like, impossible to keep. You know, like, you could only have a salad once every, like, eight days. But I guess if person. you had a whole, like, once you started growing it. Yeah, then... I should have planted it. So our soil in our yard is not very good. And so I just had it in a planter. So I only could fit, like, three in there. Um, but I really used the green onions because I eat green onions a lot. And um, you they grow, be... like. You don't even need to put them in dirt. Did, I didn't put it in dirt, just right. some water. It you, didn't grow very fast in dirt. Right, yeah, because I think it's more of a hydroponic plant than a Yeah, dirt and what plant. else was a... There was something else that I was growing. Oh, celery, but the celery was going really slow. Yeah, I wonder if you, in your picture window, if you yeah. put a table there and had all your stuff growing, even in the winter, I bet you'd still be successful. Especially with lettuce, because it grows better... And kale, which not regrowing it, but so listeners, if you have a solution for an attractive, I just don't like the way. I mean, that's like a main living area, and yeah. I don't like the way a shelf of plants looks yeah. unless they're in like a nice decorative. I don't know. I just don't like the way it looks, um, and it's kind of a crowded space anyway. Yeah. So, um, I wish there was a way. Maybe I could hang like if there was an indoor. Flo like a flower box that you hang in the indoors that mm -hmm. might be doable or maybe maybe I should get some of those things that stick to the, the window cup ones yeah hmm yeah I don't know I need to some things to think about yeah I kind of want to make a little I want to make like a greenhouse outside because um uh the stuff that we've been growing outside either animals eat it or so when we moved in um the person that was living there had all up and down. I mean, there must have been, we must have picked 300 tomatoes and peppers, like wow. tons of spicy peppers, tomatoes all along the side of the house. And so we're like, oh, this must be excellent for gardening. I guess we'll just do it. And nothing happened. And so then the next year I was like, well, we don't really know what we're doing. We have black thumbs. So I'm going to get some start, some plants that have been started yeah. from a, from a plant guy and so I got like $100 worth of starter plants. 
um, did this whole thing where it was like, take your pl the plants that are started indoors, so you take them outside every day for 20 minutes. It was like walking a pet. <laughs> you had to like take them outside, run a fan on them to harden them. And then I planted them. Not a single damn thing grew. Oh, I just come home and I just throw all my plants. Like, are you when he you was say like, plant? Was it like a small seedling or like? It was like, I mean, a couple. Well, how many hmm. inches is that? Four or five inches. They were established, but he's like they've only ever been indoors. So you need to keep them. Um, you, if you put, he was saying if you put them, maybe it has to do with climate. But he yeah. was like, if you put them just outdoors they'll start to shrivel because they'll, um, the temperature changes too much yeah. and the wind is too much. So you have to blow a fan on them so they get used to wind moving and they get thicker. And I did everything right, planted it and not damn thing grows. So I bad. will say that when I have gone to like a specialty plant, like mom and pop type shop, yeah, everything dies. Yeah. I get that it from was Home Depot and it's probably sprayed with stuff. That no, way. but, um, Bonnie, I think it's Bonnie. They're um, not treated. It's a because I looked it up because I was very concerned with like, well, can I get something here? And I was really happy to see that they were non-GMO and that's good. I'll try that. So you know what I'm thinking too as we're talking is I have this balcony, that second floor balcony that we that would be use. a perfect That'd be place. A perfect Does the spot. door open in or out? The door opens out. But you could hang planters over the edge for all your herbs. Mm -hmm. and Tyler then, did grow some tomatoes there, but it was like we got maybe like three tomatoes <laughs> for all the, mm. you know. But it, that's doable. We just need to pay better attention what's going on. Yeah. Do you have one of those soil mm. barometer things? No. I um, I need to order that too. I just, well, okay, that's, that's not true. I do have um, a soil... Um, moisture tester or something. It's got oh, like, it tells you when to, um, water. to water. And we use that for the indoor plants. Outdoor, I honestly, I probably would have been more successful had I more diligently watered my plants because we can go a long time without rain. And this is going to sound so lazy, but for whatever reason, I mean, I understand for plumbing, but they put the hoses on the north and south end of our house mm. where nothing's going on. So the gardens, like, the front of my house is on the Make your kids water west plants. Side. They, kids love doing that stuff. I know, but it's such a pain because then they have to walk through the house with a watering can and oh. there's so much. Or, I mean, it's not a realistic thing for them to get the hose off, walk it, or like... Yeah. They do help me once I do it, but it's just like... Why don't we just start buying um, our plants at the grocery store? <laughs> like... Already grown. Already and grown and ready to eat. <laughs> there is something really nice. Like, I have broccoli is, that's yeah. growing. My kale looks so great in the winter. Yeah. Like, and they actually do say, so when you, went, and this really fits our theme about, like, what are you craving when it comes to, like, food and just overall wellness and mood is that they do say that one of the reasons that gardening is so therapeutic for people is not just what you yield but your constant connection with um dirt is very is grounding I it's like you exchange don't. um electrons with the um earth and you neutral out neutralize and i've had gardens many places i've had little ones in chicago on my balcony i had a nice one in michigan in uh, our backyard we just dug up some grass and put a garden there um and but this year this when i was building the garden was I enjoyed it the most and I don't know mm. if it's just because of what's going on this year it was a time where I just kind of had to myself to really create something for my family or 
Yeah. I don't know, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, that's good to know. Yep. All right. Um, I think our sushi is almost I, ready. I do believe it is. So we'll go get that and, mm-hmm. and talk to you again soon. Yeah. Maybe next time I talk to you, I will have grown all sorts of foods. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's not that long till we... Right. <laughs> so we'll... Angie and I will go over how long it takes for food to grow. Maybe that is the problem. Maybe that's where I need to start. I I did give up on the plants the first couple days. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But, all right, sounds good. Um, Bon appetit to us.